Activators, a podcast where we review video games from inside video games. Through Activator is a magical device that allows us to travel into the world of any video game. Every week on the podcast, we bring a guest into the Reactivator to give them an opportunity to see one of their favorite video games from a new perspective. <sighs> Look, <laughs> I have what? a confession to make. <laughs> the Reactivator's broken. I, I'm going to get my co-host in here right away to address this. I'm your host, Mr. AAA, the Cod King, Nick Funko Stanza. Joining me, as always, my fearless co-host, Baby Tyler Schnupp. Wait, wait, uh, 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 that's the new catchphrase. Uh, w- what's going on, Nick? It's broken? It's broken. We each have a copy uh, of the reactivator, which, of course, we purchased at a garage sale from a man uh, with an Italian accent and a mustache. And he didn't tell me how to fix it. So we were supposed to send one to our guest. That one short-circuited. Mine and yours did, too. And uh, I'm just I'm embarrassed. Oh, yeah. I forget. <laughs> You're embarrassed? I'm embarrassed, yeah. yeah well, yeah, but you should have gotten the directions on maybe how to fix it. I'm, I'm trying to find his uh, his number. I mean, it might be in here somewhere, but the show must go on. So we're gonna we're gonna give you a slightly different show today. It's a busted reactivator episode, and you know mm-hmm. what? It's gonna be even better than the normal ones. <laughs> yeah, you know the reactivator. If I'm being honest, kind of fucking sucks. So <laughs> I, yeah, I think we're in agreement, and so are probably <laughs> most of our audience. Yeah. So if you listen to everything but the last 15 minutes. <laughs> This might be, you know, your favorite episode. Well, let's get into it. Baby Tyler, how's games? Uh, games are good. I'm, I'm snapping these pokies, these Pokemon, and uh, I'm doing that. Um, I'm, 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 I play. I started Final Fantasy Nine. I like it, and I've been. I gotta tell you, I've been playing so much Wii lately. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know if I. Yeah, yeah, I'm playing like Wind Waker on there. I'm playing Dewey's Adventure with the boys. What's that? It's I've I've mentioned it on here before. It is this weird Konami game where you play a like a raindrop who scoots around on his butt. Um, it's it's bizarre, and you like fight demons kind of, and like other elemental stuff. Anyways, me and the boys are playing Dewey's Adventure. I think it's got to be. Is it too early to call it a wee boy summer? Um, we'll have to ask our guest. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, let's just bring him on in here because we have a fantastic guest today, a writer from Rick and Morty and the Dark Weeb podcast, Cody Ziegler. Welcome to the show. Yo, thanks for having me, guys. Sorry that the uh, reactivator doesn't work, but um, thank you, thank you for having me on. Uh, regardless of the malfunctioning technology, I really appreciate it. <laughs> well, Nick's embarrassed about it. I'm so. embarrassed. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. don't don't worry, King. You're good. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Zig. How's games? Uh, games are, are good. I'm um, as you can t- I mean, you guys can see. Like I'm in a new apartment that is very sparsely uh, uh, put together. But the only thing that is up is my game systems, and I've been uh, tearing through Streets of Rage Four um, uh, and Gears Tactics. And I just discovered this new game called Second Extinction. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but if you're yeah. like uh, left of left for dead stands, like it's uh, basically oh, yeah. the same concept. Only instead of fighting zombies, you're fighting dinosaurs, which is right up my alley. Oh, that rules! I think I've seen this on TikTok, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very fun. It's a uh, it's a little jinky because it's still like early access, so like there are certain things that just don't work in the game. But that's like enemies can just like hit you from across the map with like any indication, which is kind of annoying. But it's it's been a fun ride. Um, I've been really getting the Streets of Rage Four. That like that's that's been like scratching an itch that I didn't know I had. Yeah, amazing uh, soundtrack. Streets of oh, Rage Four. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. I I the, I, uh, I was a huge Streets of Rage Two fan when I was a kid on like the Genesis, and I was so stoked when like I found out that they use like sort of the similar soundtracks, um, and like the first couple levels. Like I've been I've been in hog heaven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, I want to talk with you about a couple things. First off, uh, it's already apparent to the audience that you're a big gamer, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, I listened to the Doughboys podcast. And you were on oh, a, yeah, yes. You're on an episode of the <laughs> Doughboys Double where you had a little pro tip about making some uh, Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. It's been a while. But this, so this <laughs> is the this is the, I've got to turn back to the old me. Uh, it's, so what they don't tell you is that Mountain Dew Baja Blast is you just take a blue uh, Powerade, not Gatorade, Powerade, because 
Uh, I think because Powerade uh, uses like high fructose corn syrup and Gatorade just uses straight salt. So Powerade and then you just take a regular Mountain Dew and you do one to one and that's uh, Baja Blast. That's it. If you want, you might want to if you if you're like, you know, trying to feel health conscious, maybe do low sugar because you're just putting (laughs) more sugar on top of more sugar when you do one to one. But like that's really the the, the key to making a Baja Blast at home is just blue Powerade and a Mountain Dew and you're, you're set. That is one of the best pro tips I've ever heard. I'm glad that someone it resonated with you. I'm, really <laughs> I'm glad that I did, just just wasn't a maniac making it, finding out this recipe by myself. <laughs> well, look, here's the thing: we don't talk about it enough, but gamer fuel is important. You need it. You gotta stay hydrated. No, <laughs> you know. Uh, what are some of your favorite gaming snacks or drinks? You know, as a so I'm, I just turned 34 and I've been a little bit healthier these past couple of years. So, you know, it's really boring. Like I just do straight water. Like I, I was wow. like when I was a younger man, like I would have the chips and stuff. Um, but I would I would never I could never really drink caffeine as a kid. So like I, I could never really get into the gamer fuel, even though it looked cool. Like if I was 16 when they came out, I would have been so into like green Mountain Dew energy kickstart, oh, yeah. whatever it is. I've been right up my alley. But like now I just do I just do water and it's not nearly as exciting as chugging down some some gamer fuel i'm sure <laughs> probably makes you feel yeah. better <laughs> <laughs> yeah my tummy doesn't hurt at the end of finishing yeah. the halo 4 campaign for the 17th time in a row sure i i had to switch from light beers to regular beers to f- to full <laughs> beers recently so yeah yeah that's your yeah, you're probably uh, too healthy choice. You needed to add something. Yeah, you're too healthy. I understand. <laughs> I've been there too. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a, you know what I mean. It's it's um you know, it's better on the stomach. Less mm-hmm. less um uh acid reflux. Yeah, um, less, you, get, you get more calories to fill your stomach out. That's the main thing that you need. Exactly. You got to get the heavies. The um, mm-hmm. the the bud heavies. The mm-hmm. the cores heavies. Yeah. Um, now um, I, I have something kind of slightly not gaming related. I do want to ask you about Zig. You recently wrote a Miles Morales comic book. Oh yeah, yeah. Can you talk I, about it? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 in. It's a backup. What you see means it's a short story. It's a backup for Miles Morales Spider Man number twenty five, which came out at the time of this recording, April twenty six. So it's out. Uh, it was it was fun. Like that was my first like intro into like comic books and. You know, Miles is my absolute favorite character, so like it was definitely a dream come true. And then also, like I had just finished playing the Miles Morales Spider-Man game on PS5, um, and so I was completely in like Miles Morales mode. Like I don't, I don't know if you guys have done the game, but like my favorite, my favorite aspect of that game, besides just being a great game, is that they have the um, Into the Spider-Verse suit, which has like the special, it has a special effect where like it, so the game is like 60 frames per second and it plays the suit at 30 frames per second. So it looks like the animation for the actual movie. So like you just have this hyper, hyper realistic looking New York and then you have like animated miles. It's like half out of step with like the rest of the, the, the game. And it's one of my favorite aspects of that game. So I was completely stoked when I got asked to do it. Uh, but yeah, writing miles was like literally a dream come true. Like it's been on my bucket list since the character came together, like, 10 years ago or whatever yeah and like i uh, i I'm, I'm hoping that i can weasel my way into doing more miles morales down the line please yeah hell yeah that is seriously so cool um, um, oh, thank I, y'all. I walked into a comic book store in my hometown uh federal way washington to purchase issue number one when it dropped hell uh, yeah right after i think can you help me with the chronology. Were there four issues of Ultimate Spider-Man that were about the death of Peter Parker? Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. There are like three or four where they're like dealing with the fallout, and you saw. I think you saw Miles like wearing like a homemade Spider-Man costume in one of them, and then yeah. they're like, "All right, this is gonna like be our dude now." And like I did the same thing. Like I remember I was in, I was in film. School, I was in grad school in Savannah. Like I remember, like I saw Miles Morales is getting his own comic book, and like I, me and my roommate rushed to the comic <laughs> book store, and we each bought like a, they did like a giant size, like they had like issues one and two combined, and like we both bought uh, our issues, and like I still have that framed in a bag and board in my room that I just like have, I'm gonna have perpetually in my, in my collection. That is awesome. Hell yeah. Um, I'm gonna keep the conversation going as Tyler leaves and comes back because he's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so I did want to talk about the game, but I unfortunately don't have that much to say about it. I bought it for mm-hmm. my roommate, um, for Christmas and I got him the PlayStation five copy and we only have a <laughs> PS4. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 
I I swore there was a launch edition that came with the PS4 as a download code um, right. option, and I guess I just bought the wrong one. <laughs> do you do you have a P, do you have a PS5 or do you have a PS4? Or? Not yet. Um, yeah, and I can say this because Tyler's not here at the moment. PS5 talk what? was banned. Uh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's back. Uh, but please go ahead. Yeah, I only say that. So I did. I was somehow lucky enough to like get a PS5 in the pre-order, like after refreshing fucking Best Buy like 15 times at like 2 a.m. And I got one, and then I realized the, as I was moving into my new place here that like all the games I have are just PS4 games. Like I don't even have <laughs> any like PS5 exclusive games for like they're all just like the updated version. And I'm like, oh wait, I think they only have like three games worth of getting on the PS5 right now that are even exclusive. So I'm like. I, I, I can't believe that I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm enjoying the system. I really enjoy it. But I'm like, it's crazy that I spend all this money and in, in hassling and time just to get a system to play like po- more polished versions of games that I've had for, for years at this point. Yeah. I, um, I, all right. I'll break the code on, on the screen. <laughs> I played a PS5 recently for the first time. Oh, wow. Yep. yep. You had the glow to you. It looked like you had played one before. You just played one. Yeah, it was like an ethereal glow to you. Thank you. You noticed. Uh, um, I I was cat sitting at front of the show, Connor McCabe's place. He had a PS5. Shout out to Connor. Shout out. You you better believe the first thing I did was play PS5 for like four hours. I, got, I, re- I did the exact same thing when my I had an old roommate who got a PS4 and the the, bat ga- the Batman Arkham City whatever <gasps> Arkham Knight was, and I remember like whenever he'd go to class, I would just sit there and play and play through the entire campaign on my own creative <laughs> profile on it. Yeah, it was it it was cool. The PS5 very sleek. You can sign in like as a guest, and I did it. So I was like. Connor said I could play it, but I was like, you know, I'd never been in his you know, house by myself before. So I was like, <laughs> well, I have to make it seem like I was never here. So I yeah. like did like incognito, like sign in for us, you know, only mm-hmm. when I'm playing. But it was cool. I played Miles Morales for like four hours. It was badass. Oh, yeah, it's a really fun game. I need yeah. to break it out and, re- and, and get back into it uh, just because I haven't played it in a while. Yeah. Uh, who's your who's everyone's favorite iteration of Miles Morales? I know there haven't been that many compared to say Peter Parker, but there's a couple distinct ones. I'd say, I mean, I think the the Spider Verse guy nailed it. Like he he really so killed good. it. Like that 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 his intro where he's like singing that sunflower song and like running through his house, putting stuff on, speaking to his mom in Spanish. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's how that's how I envisioned him in my mind as a kid when I, or as a kid <laughs> as a 25 year old when I was <laughs> when he first came out. Yeah, same here. Uh, his his voice is just burned into my brain. It's so distinct yeah. and youthful. <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah, I would say that is mine as well. So <laughs> that was a pretty good one. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, you know, I I do like the guy in the games too. I think he's he's a lot of fun. Yeah, he's great. Too. A little like, more serious. Yeah, yeah. He he. I guess also because he's like he's proportioned like an actual human being. Like he, he seems <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like more more adult adult like. Were people pissed that that in the game he had like Adidas? Is that I I was a little mad. I was a little upset only because I'm a, a huge Nike stand or just a I'm not a huge. I don't care about the company. Like I just like the the Jordans. Like I right. did. I do think that they look cooler than like Adidas. Uh, but like I wasn't like obviously I didn't boycott the game because I put like 25 hours into it over like a weekend. So. <laughs> right. I just remember, yeah, some people being like, I don't like that he's wearing these Adidas. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't I'm sign sorry. That. <laughs> is it a shoe competition thing or is it a uh, brand promotion issue? What what was the conflict there with the fans? I, I this is only from my point of view. I think uh, I, I think a lot of people think Adidas just makes goofy looking shoes, like they don't look as cool, <laughs> or like they're not as iconic as like the Jordans, you know? Because I mean, like, yeah, just like yeah. cultural, like. American culture-wise, like, Jordans have such – or did they just – like, you? everyone knows what that shoe looks like. They may not know the name, but they know what, like, Jordans looks like, you know, as opposed to, like, I, I defy anyone to, to to pick out a silhouette of an Adidas shoe from, <laughs> from a lineup. <laughs> as a person who does wear Adidas, I guess that's true. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I, like, the Ultra Boost, I guess, is what they're, they're big things. I don't know. I, I'm not a, a huge Adidas stand. Yeah, I wear you know the the, the aging punker shoe is of course oh, yeah, the sambas. Yeah, yeah, 
Um, and so, <laughs> yeah. and so I do have a pair of those. But um, as an aging punker myself, so um, I can't remember what the <laughs> other ones are called. So, uh, well, that seems like perfect moment to bring us to our next segment, our first segment. Uh, this is a new one. It's time for the Mortal Combat moment. Fight. <laughs> Where there's smoke, there's fire. Toasty, get over here. <laughs> Flawless victory. Okay, so this is a Mortal Kombat moment. Wow. <laughs> um, I got booted the game up again. <laughs> <laughs> I love this so far, Nick. Uh, uh, go on. Well, look, on this very special episode with Cody Ziegler, who is a writer, I thought it would be time to circle back to something I mentioned a few weeks ago, which is that... Uh, I've taken upon myself to attempt to write a sequel to HBO Max's Mortal Kombat. Uh, so I'm not going to lie. I'm not too far in the process. This is really heady material. So I'm just trying to wrap my mind around the, the hero's journey of it all. But I do have a couple pages. I'd love to premiere them here, do a little quick table read and just get a feel for, you know, how it's coming across. Um, and, you know, Zig, uh, like we mentioned, you are a writer. So if you want to give notes, I'll happily take them, but no okay. pressure. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Mm, I'm so looking I, through this thing. It needs a lot. <laughs> hey, uh, I sent a draft to each of your emails, uh, and then we're going to bring on super producer Lindsay to read stage directions. Hi, I'm just here to read stage directions. <laughs> and once they're done, you get off the Zoom. <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, so does everybody have it up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, let's do a quick casting. Uh, I'm going to let... Uh, somebody's going to have to do a double roll, but uh, Tyler and Zig, do you have any preference on Sonya Blade, Jax, or Cole Young? <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, I guess I could be Jax. I, I, play, I played him pretty often as a as a as a as a kid. Okay. Yeah, I guess I can't be a character. <laughs> do you want to be? Do you want to be? Sonya? No, I I okay. think that would be too confusing for the audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just saying, I, I'm I'm not a professional writer, so maybe I'm I'm doing a bad job here. But uh, no, you're doing great, man. Thank you so much. Okay, so <laughs> then uh, Tyler will have you be Sonya Blade and Cole Young. Uh, okay. Zig will be Jax. I'll be the other role. Uh, and just so of you guys man? know, of man, yeah, I'm basically going for like a cool James Bond esque introduction for a character you mm -hmm. might be familiar with from the game. Uh, so Lindsay, whenever you're ready. All right, page one, Mortal Kombat. Do not leak. Wow, that's the title. Written by Nick Costanza, based on Mortal Kombat by Ed Boon and John Tobias. Interior, Movia Studio, Day. A bustling film studio set on the Warner Brothers lot. Enter our heroes, Sonya Blade, Jax, and Cole Young. They make their way through a throng of crew members arriving in front of sunglasses-clad man. Is he the one? I'm also Cole. Uh, I did hear he was cocky. You talking about me? Uh, yes. Of course I'm cocky. I'm the biggest movie star on the planet. I heard you can fight, too. Oh, I can fight. The man takes his shirt off, revealing his name tattooed in giant letters across his chest. His muscles ripple. I used to go by Nick Costanza, <laughs> oh but you can call me Johnny. Johnny Cage. Johnny Mage? Cage. Cage? Johnny. Cage. Cage. Johnny. Johnny Cage. Cage? Johnny. Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage? Johnny Cage! Johnny Cage? Johnny Cage? Ja me. K. J. Ja me. K. J. Sony Blade extends her hand. Sonia Blade, sorry. <laughs> nice to meet you, Johnny Cage. I'm Sonia. Sonia Blade. Sonia. Johnny shakes her hand. 
Blade. Sonya Blade, what is this? Sonya what am Blade. I doing? <laughs> Keep it together. Blade, Sonya. Johnny Blade. Sonya Cage. I wish. For now. It's from an earlier draft. The romantic <laughs> tension is palpable. Hey, little birds, we gotta go. The tournament's starting any minute. Whoa, this guy is Metal Arms. Who are you? The name's Jax. Oh, Axe? Jax. Okay. <laughs> ja? Jax. J- ah? <laughs> Jax. All right, time to get out of here. <laughs> and I'm Cole. Cole Young. Sup? Well, anyway, uh, nice to meet you, Johnny. Uh, now it's time to find who we we're really looking for. Sonia flips the page on her notepad to reveal their target, RoboCop. Okay. Wow. Dun dun dun. That's that's my scene. A lot of twists so and turns, you know. Yeah. You know, Lindsay, I think you could have been one of the two characters. Yeah, I, played. I think I think that would have been less confusing if I was cast, but. Mm. Why it, would you have done that? Is yeah. it in the Rick and Morty room when somebody's reading stage direction? Do they also play a character? Uh, you know, I think you were very professional in that regard. Usually, you just have someone reading stage characters or stage direction. Uh, but okay. you know, that's just our room. Like you know, different rooms have different have different uh, you know rules. So you, right. I think you guys could do whatever you want, whatever like you know, whatever whatever makes you feel the best. I think you guys can implement that for future table reads. Okay. Thank and you. And do people you, who are reading the lines usually complain about their role in it? <laughs> uh, sometimes, yes, that is very accurate. Sometimes <laughs> okay. you're, like, you're like, I am tired of reading. We're on page 37. Let's wrap this up. Wow. I was a true professional there then. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lindsay. We might be hearing from you again in a little bit. Um, I just want to say. I guess you can stick around for the notes giving process because I'd, I'd love a little feedback. Basically, what I'm going here, if it wasn't clear, is, you know, James Bond, when he introduces himself, he usually says Bond, James Bond. And it's cool, but if you miss that moment, you might forget his name. And so I just wanted to make sure that all these characters who are really beloved, um, that you would remember their names. Did mm-hmm. I accomplish that? Yeah, I definitely remember... Johnny Cage, like I will not forget that name. If I did not already know who he was, uh, I think mm-hmm. by the end of this, it would be uh, seared into my brain, along yeah. with Jax and Sonya Blade. Cole, eh, not so much, obviously, but that's the joke, right? Yeah, that that was kind of what I was going for. Let's say um, he won't be sticking around too long, unless he comes <laughs> back a scorpion. I, mean, I right. just want to say before I go, I think this is brilliant because we learned so much about these other characters and mm-hmm. how stupid they are, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that's important to set up for the rest of yeah. the movie, that you're going to be watching a bunch of idiots. Well, um, a bunch of big old dummies. Yeah, so great job, Nick, for it's, that. Their reading is idiotic? Okay, that's a note for me. <laughs> a good note, though, because I assume that's what you're going for. I assume by the end they're all just sitting in their own urine and feces and <laughs> slapping things around. And, and blood. Don't forget blood. Uh, right, and blood. Right, right, yeah, right. Anyway, um, I'm going to hop off. Great job. That was fun. I'll see y'all stellar later. Stuff. Thank you, Lindsay. Oh, no. Lindsay's left the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> she just sent us a resignation letter. <laughs> uh well, that's uh, that's been the Mortal Kombat moment. Who knows? Maybe we'll check back in in a few episodes, see if I've made any more progress. Okay. Uh, but thank you guys for the feedback. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. That was anytime. I listen. I I prefer that segment over that damn Call of Duty segment you do any day. So I know, and I'm not even going to talk about Call of Duty or how they just released a John McClane skin. And that costs twenty four dollars. Oh God! Okay. Does it really cost twenty four dollars? It does. So does oh, the Rambo incredible. one, and neither of wow. them are voiced by the actual actors. Oh, that's great. We talked about that on here, though. That that Sylvester Stallone did the voice acting for Mortal Kombat eleven. Yeah. The DLC. Oh, that's I right. Love. Yeah, yeah. So wild. 
complete he's, dad he's, franchise now. I love that they have like RoboCop and the Alien and Predator and Rambo and like everything that all our like 15 and 6 year old dads would be super into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. It rules. I mean, I I genuinely liked the story mode as Rambo. I was laughing at the end because it's so crazy to hear his voice saying as the character Rambo, this at one time grounded war hero, yeah, the sorceress uh, Chronica I had to fight her to get the time powers. It's I gotta so play JG. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, I'm into a thrill? <laughs> and that's, that's spot on. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I actually found that same monologue kind of compelling. He manages to find <laughs> peace with himself and realize he needs to focus on uh, putting aside his tortured past. And the RoboCop <laughs> stuff's great, too. And that's Peter Weller as RoboCop. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah, they really... It's funny. It's great that they, they got all those dudes to be in the actual game. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody but Arnold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... He's too busy, I guess, what, touching his horses, his mini horses? I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, he's now. like a donkey dude now, right? And then his name <laughs> he's a donkey dude. Donkey yeah. Dude. Uh, I th- feel like that might be one of your new nicknames, Tyler. <laughs> donkey dude? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it feels on track for how it's going. Anyways, uh, uh, by the way, nobody answered me. Is it appropriate to say that right now, right before summer, that it's going to be a wee boy summer? <laughs> Yeah, that's a, totally fine to say that. I think if you're, I think I think we're in need of a wee boy summer because we didn't have any summer last year. So I think it's all true. the summers are converging. All the different you know prefect summers are coming together. Yeah, yeah. we got to make okay. up for lost time. Exactly. So you know, boys, everybody's welcome to play Dewey's <laughs> bring Adventure. Your bring your <laughs> yeah. weeds, bring your nunchucks. It'll be it'll be set up. It'll be awesome. <laughs> bring your weed nunchucks and get and get ready to party. That's yeah, right. I guess I'm wondering how you're envisioning Wee Boy Summer. It's not like the Switch, which you can kind of take anywhere. No, it is indoors <laughs> in someone's living room. Yeah, um, need a power strip, a TV. Yeah, an older one too. Not these. It, it's surprising. This one works on my smart TV, but just barely. Um, so I guess on to my segments now. Segment. I don't know. So I have two to choose from, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna. We can all pick which one we'd rather do. Uh, so, uh, these are two old segments I've done maybe once before. Uh, so this first one is, of course, called Solid Snake Smoking Section, where I review a cigarette. Uh, or we can do the Hinge Binge Final Fantasy Edition. Whoa! Yeah. Oh, what is this? So Nick in the past had, had used to do a segment called the Tinder Bender, which was mm-hmm. uh, um, torture for me. I couldn't I couldn't take it. And it, as a joke, I, I, I started a, a segment called the Hinge Binge, which I think is maybe a little bit of a better name. Um, <laughs> and where I guess we just talked about dating app stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's it. There's no gaming component. Right. There's no real it's the game, game of love. It's yes. the game of love. Thank yes. You. Um and then I guess I was just gonna talk about I guess put Final Fantasy characters in there. Are like you're trying to date them? Like, hit us with it cuz I think you got our attention here. You don't yeah, want yeah, you don't want to hear me review a cigarette? <laughs> I I guess I, the last time you did that even though it had Solid Snake in the title there was no gaming component to that either. So <laughs> Yeah, it's true, and it's probably, you know, I am also trying to quit, so... Then let's do the Hinge Binge Final Fantasy Edition. Okay, so, picture this. You're on you're on Hinge, and Princess Garnet from Final Fantasy IX has just liked your photo on Hinge. No, nothing else, just a like. Uh, what you do, um... What's you... her name? Princess Garnet. Okay. Google <laughs> some pictures real fast. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So she's she's pretty cute. And she likes but, my photos, but she doesn't comment. But she doesn't comment. What you do? You do you do you, do you 
do you send do you send a wavy emoji? What do you do? Do you say, "Hey, what's up?" or do you just accept the like? Well, if you accept it, then nothing happens, right? Yeah, the conversation goes nowhere. With Princess Garnet from Final Fantasy IX. This is tricky, I, and I'll I'll be candid about this. I usually fail at this stage. If somebody okay. likes me, I have to initiate the conversation. I usually don't say anything that keeps it moving anyway. So okay, this is tough. Yeah, I uh, you know I don't know if this is the political correct answer, but I think I would. I'd be suspicious that it would be a catfish situation. Like you have this this princess who's on hinge, um, right? DMing a, sh- a schlub like me, just a comedy writer. Um, right. She's like what the twenty fourth of her name or something like that. Like she's sure she's she's like she's got to be on like Raya or something, right? Like there's got to be like some type of like oh dating yeah. app that's just for like royalty that that they that they're using. Right. Yeah, but you know some of these celebrities, I've, I, I, you know, they're like, you know, I don't like Raya. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's not for me. And then they go to the other ones. And by the way, I just reactivated my hinge. I'm not really going too hard on it. So, <laughs> if I could jump in here, sorry. oh, Lizzie, I, I feel like I'm a part of this podcast now. Yeah. You know, as a as a woman, I thought it might be helpful to get my perspective on this okay perfect um i just want to note that she is a princess so she's obviously in desperate need of saving and her liking the photo is obviously a plea for Mm -hmm. help because she's clearly locked in some monsters dungeon or a turret of some sort and and her only way out is to, you know, heart a bunch of comedy nerds' profiles uh-huh. yeah. on Hinge. Makes sense. It's like uh, it's like Britney wearing yellow in the in her Instagram videos to signal help to the free Britney movement. It's his yes, right. exactly. Yeah. It's the same thing. So I just wanted to offer the woman's perspective. Um, thank, bye. You. It, thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> uh, you. Yeah. So just so you know, I don't know. You don't really know Lindsay too well. We found her on a Red Pill Women uh, forum. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not true. We can cut that. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, so, no, no, no. It's true and it's fine. <laughs> uh, so, Zig, basically your approach here would be maybe asking a probing cautious. question. Yeah, I, I'm a little cautious. I just want to see – I just want to gauge this is who the person that they say they are, if they have good intentions or not. Because, you know, it could be reach, it could be her reaching out for help. It also could be someone looking to, to catfish and, you know, you never know. It's true. She – from what I remember, she is – being held captive in a castle by her mom, Queen Bran. Uh, do you want to look that up, Nick? I, okay, yeah. Princess Garnet, <laughs> mom. Jane is Jane. the biological mother of Princess oh, wow. Garnet. Well, I mean, somebody no, hasn't finished kind it. Of a, kind of a boring name. It's kind of just yeah. I would think it'd be something like more grandiose than like just Jane. Yeah, like King Tom. Like that's not <laughs> King Jeff. Like, come on, you can give me a give me a little something. At least yeah. give me a King Ralph. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, any more? Are you gonna end? No, you were gonna end my segment for me. <laughs> I was. Okay. Very well, good. Well, I guess we'll never know what my <laughs> what the cigarette would have been like that I would have reviewed. <laughs> um. Now, before we get into our main game, uh, I wanted to talk with you, Zig, a little bit more because you gave us two potential options here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the other game you mentioned was Gundam Battle Operation 2. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's it's free to play, which you mean off the bat, you know, it's a great game. Uh, (laughs) I am a huge I'm a huge Gundam uh, stand. I'm a huge anime nerd in general, but particularly Gundam. Uh, and like you know, uh, I've always wanted like you know I'm always looking to find a good Gundam game because there aren't that many good ones. Uh, and the definition of good is doing a lot of heavy lifting for this particular game as well. <laughs> um, it is fun, uh, but it is also free. But like I have been playing it nonstop basically since it released. Uh, probably the better part of like a year and a half now. Like I'll take you know it's like a gotcha game. You come in, do your daily missions, get your tokens, and you get you know new 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 suits if you if you so desire. Uh, and I've been like chasing that dragon for the past year and a half since the game had uh, an American release on the PS4, and I do play every day. Um, 
uh, at least, you know, at least probably 30 to 45 minutes a day I play uh, just to get my dailies done. But then I'll also check back in at night. Uh, there are some there have definitely been times where, where there have been stretches of like months where I've played it literally every single day uh, for probably two to three hours uh, a day. Uh, I've gotten better. I only do, like I said, my my one 45 minute session. But like it's it's a it's a game that I've uh, that has a very dear dear place in my heart and uh, I have sunk so many hours a tremendous amount a staggering amount of hours into this free sort of kind of bad uh, Gundam game but it's free it's free so you can't I'm about to download prices. this free yeah. is always good yeah uh, can you give us the premise of Gundam in general I know there's so much of it but just a little, little log line yeah, vlogline. Um, you know, the, a kid finds a robot and has to stop uh, a, a, a war, like a, um, basically stop World War Two. That's that's the the the, mm. the 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 truncated version, and a lot of it is just dealing with um, <laughs> you know the fallout of that. Like if you're a kid who has to go to war, it's not necessarily the funnest thing in the world, and you yeah. deal with a lot of the emotional fallout and just being caught between those two worlds. Uh, and that's that's I think that's a pretty succinct definition or. Um, synopsis of what the mainline Gundam series are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so is it the same protagonist? Um, it switches from series to series. Like, so there's like a there's like the main universe, which is like the universal timeline, and then they have like a bunch of like what ifs, like alt alternative realities. Um, for the mainline, there's uh, they get a new character every series, but a lot of it does revolve around like this the main character from the first series. Like he's he's sort of he's like the I guess an analogy would be like he's like Tony Stark in the MCU, where like Okay. A lot of stuff revolves around him, and like he's important for 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 different reasons. But like he's not in necessarily every single uh, movie or, or or series. Got it. How are you? Are you a Robotech fan by any chance? I am. I was. That was like my first anime I ever watched. Like that's what I really got me into it. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Oh, I used yeah. to watch. That was my my uncle would have the VHSs and I would mm-hmm. demand to watch them in Japanese as well. <laughs> yeah, I did, I remember it, I remember it coming on like Toonami back in like when it first launched and like I would run home from school and watch it. I was like, as like the first anime I ever watched. Like I'm used to like you know Transformers where each or like there's no like continuity like episodes just reset every episode. So like yeah. the first time a main character died, I was like. Wait, wait a minute what why aren't they back in the next episode <laughs> right like, oh no they're just they're just they're gone for the rest of the series they're like they're dead sorry buddy <laughs> you're like oh fuck <laughs> i'm not gonna Shit. spoil anything really but i will say i i'm not a huge anime person i used to be big into naruto and one piece and all the mainline mm-hmm. mainstream ones but then mm-hmm. um a friend uh, as an adult showed me gurin Lagan. oh uh, yeah and that's an anime with a surprise death early on that actually made me not want to watch it i was like no way <laughs> it's like the main character yeah. it feels like yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it was great yeah that's yeah that that's that was basically me at like you know 12 or 13 being like oh fuck like i love this dude like i was completely invested in who they are they had the coolest robot and then they like they don't even they like bleed out in bed like it's not like they they go down <laughs> like a big explosion it's just like a they're just like mortally wounded and they die out in the hospital you're like fuck that's a bummer wow yeah. uh, um uh can I can I ask? Are there any other uh, a- like anime in- inspired games that you play? Because oh, like yeah. I, re- yeah, I I, I, I love that. Ro- no, it's okay. Um, hmm. The I because I love that Robotech game for PS2. There's oh, one was specifically. Battle, Battle Cry was that what it's called? I think so. That yeah, one's yeah. really good. Um, I also I I never get to talk about this on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, um. But I also play. I'm I'm a big fan of DBZ games as well. Oh yeah, like, yeah, same here. Pretty much, pretty much all of them. I would say, even if they're bad, I just sort of <laughs> like to play them. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you a fan specifically? This may be one of my favorite games of all time, but it is specifically Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi Two. I, I which which was I was I liked. I think I I was a big fan of. Dragon Ball Z Budokai three. I never yeah. got into the Budokai Tenkaichi. Those are the ones that had like every single character that ever existed. Right in the series, would be like, oh, that's yeah. Frieza's dude Apple from like thirty seconds of episode <laughs> seventeen. Like that's the one, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I exactly. never got into it, but I always wanted to because they, the roster was just so insane. It's like 
literally anyone that had a speaking line was in it <laughs> was in the game <laughs> it, yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah because and they did it's like the it goes the story mode goes through every single like thing through gt including all the movies Whoa. so yeah. it's like it's really cool like and yeah. like i would argue it's like they they use those mechanics uh, the, the mechanics in that one specifically are the greatest that dra- any Dragon Ball game has ever been, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. they sort of tried to do them the same way for Xenoverse, but they sort of fucked it up. Yeah. And the same thing with Kakarot. Weird. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah those, that, that control scheme only really works for, like, that very specific game. And, like, yeah. with Xenoverse, like, that's what I didn't like because it's, like, it's it's not sort of built for, like, v- player versus player. It doesn't feel as fun when you're, like we have like lag and like you're playing online and like you can like soup up your characters, but have you played, yeah. um, did you do fighters at all? Dragon ball fighters? Oh yes. I have all the DLC. <laughs> oh yeah. I was funny. I, I just played around before we started recording. Like I, cause I oh, haven't nice. played it in like in months. So like, I don't remember any of the combos, but I was just going through being like, Oh wow. They added like super Saiyan four Gogeta. Let me see what he's like. And he can like, he has like yeah. one death touch move that can kill anyone with one, one touch. It's It's a great, it's like I've sunk in hours into like dragon ball fighters. Like that's probably, the game I put the most amount of like just time in, and I, I get my ass whooped online, but I I, yeah. I I love that game so much. It's great, and it is it, embarrassingly maybe the the one game I've spent the most amount of money on in the past year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like bought it. You can get them at discounts. I've bought everything at full price. <laughs> yeah. uh, back to Gundam for a sec. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about model building oh Uh, yeah i know that's something you do uh my -hmm. quick story is that i wasn't allowed to watch gundam as a kid i would be able to sneak it at friends houses but obviously not enough to learn the basic premise just (laughs) oh giant robot suit that's cool yes (laughs) sorry (laughs) but my dad went to uh japan to as part of his news job to cover the olympics um oh cool geez when was that 98 i think uh, forever ago and uh, he brought back some toys and one of them was a model that I thought was a Gundam and then years later I realized it was actually Meta B from Metabots <laughs> does anybody even remember that <laughs> no, dude, it's like a little bug dude right He's like, yeah a little, little bug, bug dude yeah, yeah. yeah that's very funny and it's funny being like yeah I got Gundam from Japan and it's like that's a Pokemon like what, what is this <laughs> <laughs> a, s- even less successful <laughs> Pokemon and uh, something that uh, most people have forgotten. Uh, but Zig, model building, you do that with real Gundams. Yeah, uh, yeah. I. Uh, it's funny enough. I have like <gasps> one. Oh no! And of course, as I pick it up, I break it. But yeah, I have. Oh, like, broke. I. Uh, I have like. I. This is my rule. I try to do have no more than three out at any time, just because uh, I don't want um, my. Whatever, whatever lady I am dating at that time, they'd be like, "This guy has a lot of fucking toys that he builds. That's uh, it's taking up a lot of shelf space." So like, I keep myself to th- to a rule of three. Uh, but like, yeah, for me, it's um, like I've never really saw the appeal of like jigsaw puzzles. Like, I don't know if you have friends that are into like puzzles and stuff, but to me, like, mm-hmm. this is like my active, more active version of that, where like. I can put something together, like I don't have to think. I can just read instructions. Someone can tell me to do it, and then at the end of it, I have like a nice little like uh, art piece done that I can like display somewhere. Um, and it's been really cathartic and soothing, especially um, in the pandemic when like we were stuck in our houses for, you know, a year <laughs> and I didn't have yeah. anything to do. And like that was really how I got back into it. it was, like I just didn't have anything to do, and I was like, oh, I remember doing this as a kid and having fun. And then I immediately sunk, you know, hundreds of dollars <laughs> into <laughs> building models. <laughs> Uh, well, I've dabbled in Lego collecting, so I get it. I, oh, I nice. come, I come at it from exactly the same perspective. It kind of is a puzzle. You put it mm-hmm. together, but at the end, you have something to look at or play with if you want mm. to. Uh, I will like say, a, yeah, yeah. I I do the the I like the I only three out at a time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is something I would do with my plushies. Um, <laughs> but now uh, I have like a bunch of them in like a rack. Like, oh, cool. or like a which i do like i like that yeah. and so to balance that out i was like well i guess i frame all my prints so like yeah. <laughs> it looks like i'm at least a little bit of an adult here <laughs> yeah that's exactly what i'm doing like i'm just framing like posters and stuff to make it look like i'm not like still a 16 year old kid exactly yeah <laughs> you're cultured now yeah, yeah. 
Uh, well, on that note, why don't we talk about our game of the week? Was that not our game of the... Was that not, like, our topic? <laughs> no, but we can be brief here. Uh, let's let's get into it. Final thing. You know, we're getting all weirded out. Okay, so, like, again, the reactivator's broken, right? Mm, yes. Yeah. Oh, no, I, that's the reason, yeah. Okay. I it's did okay. glitch out really hard. I saw Nick's face, and I'm sorry. <laughs> it's because the reactivator is broken, and it's fucking yeah. up our connectivity here. It's all good. Right. Okay. All right. Final Fantasy VII is an RPG game developed by Square for the PlayStation. It follows the exploits of Cloud Strife, a rude mercenary who teams up with Avalanche, an eco-terrorist group, to bring down the dastardly Shinra Corporation, who is draining the planet's life force and threatening its very existence. Originally released in 1997, Kingdom Hearts received critical acclaim, with some critics calling it one of the greatest games ever made. Some critics did note that the Japanese-to-English translation of the game was a little funky as of 2020 final fantasy 7 has sold nearly 13 million copies and received both a remaster and a remake which was released in 2020 with the re-release expanding on the first five hours of the original and maybe being a sequel i have not beaten it so <laughs> we're gonna need some extra info here uh zig i understand this is one of your favorite games yeah it is probably my absolute favorite game i spent so many hours on final fantasy 7 when it first came out, when I was like, I guess like eight or I guess like eight or nine, I think it came out in like ninety seven. Was that? Yeah. When it came out, like, yeah. So I was ten. Yeah, I was like ten when it came out, and it was the only game. Um, it was the first game I remember playing. Like you have like your little counter in the in the in the game to say how many hours you put into it, and I had multiple save files where it just stopped at ninety nine, ninety nine, <laughs> ninety nine. So like, I, I I like I you know I beat all the weapons or like I had all the there are points where I had files where like. All the material had been had been mastered multiple times. Like I had oh, had like my setups where I could do like you could cast um, Knights of the Round and just have everyone daisy chain it for like the entire fight. If you had like mimic, if you have like the right material, you could like mimic what things were done. So like you could basically cast Knights of the Rounds once and then have everyone else just mimic it for the rest of the fight, which is just it was just completely broken. But like yeah, I I sunk so many hours into it. Like I love the writing, I love the characters, and I particularly love the music. So like. Before um, the remake dropped last year, I rebought Final Fantasy VII on the Switch, um, and they had this is the best thing about it is that they had great. They had a thing where like you could speed everything up by three times, like all that reading just done. Uh, they had a button you could click that gave you that rehealed your party, so you didn't have to like fucking pop potions. And they also gave you a button that let you like instantly have limit breaks. So like I just plowed through what would generally for me be like a seventy hour plus game in like 15 hours and like I just completed bleed it again and then I jumped into the Final Fantasy remake like a, a week later and I love it it's one of my favorite remakes um I do like that they clarified a lot of stuff there's some still weird things about like I don't want to spoil it since you haven't beaten it Nick but there are definitely some like weird things in it where you're like well I don't I don't get it but I, I love the ride um I I think um they did a great job um updating the music um, making the fight system fun. Like I was a little nervous being like, how am I going to like, like turn base isn't necessarily the most fun and active way to fight um, 20 years after the game, 20 or however long years after the game has been released. Like I love the fight system. I loved um, that. Like your weapons, you like, you have a use for them now. It's not like, all right, I found a new sword. I'm never going to use this one again. Like, yeah, I really loved all that stuff. Um, and they have my favorite sword in the game, the, the rune blade. Like that was always my favorite one. And uh, playing Final Fantasy, the first one, because it's like the first sword you get. And then it looks cool. It has like the kanji on the side and it just looks so dope. And uh, <laughs> like that's the one that I go through and just like wreck feelings. Like I love it. I, it's one of my favorite games. It's one of my favorite game experiences um, out of two, 2020, which is a big year for like AAA title video yeah, it games. It was. Like there's a lot of stuff that dropped last year. And that was definitely like top five. That and Last of Us 2 would probably like my top two games from 2020. We'll sneak peek yeah. it. That is our next episode, Last of Us oh, Part great. Two. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah. So even though my intro was mostly about the uh, original game, I'm playing both the remaster and the remake at the same time right now. Oh wow! Um, but How I kind of jumped in the, in the in the original. Not far at all. <laughs> we destroyed the reactor. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> and then I kind of jumped to the remake. I, I feel bad because I feel like I should give the original its due, but 
the remake looks so good. I can't take my eyes off it. It's so gorgeous. It's such a beautiful looking game. Beautiful. Uh, and yeah, the combat is great too. I, um, I, I just love how it plays. It's so slick and it looks so good. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler, do you, have you played either of these? Yeah. So I, I, so I never played the original when it came out. I was always too intimidated by Final Fantasy games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to the point where like the first Final Fantasy game I ever played was the Final Fantasy remake. Final Fantasy oh, wow. remake. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, yeah. And uh, because of that, I bought Final Fantasy IX, which I've been playing, which is uh, explains my segment earlier. Uh, <laughs> um, but I I really liked the remake. I liked it a lot. I I got so I I played it right when it came out for PS4, mm-hmm. and then I stopped because it got way too hard. Yeah, and I yeah. think. I think there's just a part of Final Fantasy games that I'm not used to, and I'm trying to get like I tried to replay it again for this episode, um, and I'm I still cannot get past the part that I'm at. That I've said it on the show before. I keep getting housed by a house. Um, oh, and final, oh, the fucking demon house or whatever it's called, Hell House. It's so it's, annoying. Yeah, it, in, in Final Fantasy VII remake, it is it's the hard, like the crazy thing is like in the original game, like they're not that hard; they're just like goofy looking enemies. But like that boss fight, it took me so long to fucking beat it in the remake to the point where I was like going online to look up like strategies. <laughs> I was just trying to yeah. figure out how to beat this stupid ass house. <laughs> I was I was losing my mind in the living room the other <laughs> night, and my roommate like very sweetly was like. Well, so it says you just got you know, looking at the stuff on <laughs> online as I'm, as I'm doing it. Like, you just got to, you know, you got to throw magic at it. And that's yeah. a thing that I don't like because it, it, when I'm playing an RPG or JRPG, whatever it is, I'm always just I'm I'm just throwing I'm throwing blows. That's my I'm just throwing <laughs> yeah. blows till I'm done. Yeah. Um, and I'm not usually as tactical, but they, you know, in Final Fantasy games, turns out you got to use everything. Yeah, so. yeah, they really, they really force you to be uh, more tactical in, in this one where you like to have to, you have to like some enemies you have to like use the like the the, the magic they're weak to, and then they enter like an invulnerable phase, so you have to like use blunt attacks, and you can only use like the they have that weird like double stun meter mechanic that they implemented that I yeah. s- still they honestly never really particularly figured out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at the end, but. Uh, part of the reason I jumped to the remake from the remaster is that being unfamiliar with it, the specific style of turn-based combat was difficult for me to understand. Mm-hmm. In the original game, you have a time limit before you can attack. And I, I don't know, can you guys explain how that works? I, I, I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just a holdover from a lot of those like JRPGs that first came over like that and like Xenogears, like, it's like that active time battle, I think is what they call it, mm-hmm. where like you can do an attack and then you have to wait for like your little meter to charge up and like once you get later into the game, you can like equip um, like gear or magic that buffs those for like you can like hasten and like build your meter up faster. But yeah, it took a while for me to get used to it because when I was a kid, because I was like, I was used to games like Mario or Sonic where you just go left to right and yep. there's no like <laughs> buttons or menus that you have to like cipher through. And I remember like, I remember like playing it for the first time. Like, there's a lot of why is there so much writing reading in this? Like, <laughs> when do I hit the jump button to do the thing? But uh, yeah, I think that's just a holdover from from those early like RPG games because I think I feel like there is a version of the remake where you can use those same fight settings where you can have like an active time battle like the original. I never used it because it doesn't seem that fun. But I think that's uh, just a holdover from that. Interesting. I think it would be hard for me to go back after the playing the new one how it plays. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned really enjoying the writing, right? Yeah. Um, I did have a question for you. Um, you so you co-host a podcast called The Dark Weeb with Brody mm-hmm. Reed. Uh, that is true. And you talk about things like anime. Um, <laughs> and I'm curious, what captures you about Japanese storytelling in comparison to Western? Uh, I think... I mean, this is also coming in when I was like ten, so like I was just used to like Transformers and GI Joe. Like that <laughs> was like you. Know, I wasn't used to like sequential storytelling. Um, I think the thing that I enjoyed most as a kid was the abstractness of it. Like, um, like you, there's a lot of like 
symbolism that feels very like on the nose as like we've seen more stuff now but like as a kid you're like oh this is a metaphor for something but i don't know why i was like why uh why um why it does the why does the planet have it's alive and it has blood and it's like a living <laughs> thing that you should protect oh okay i respect i understand that um, I think I loved all that stuff, and also like the action and choreography was just so different. Um, you know, when when you watch like you know GI Joe, it's like they shoot lasers and then like uh, a barrel blows up and then they get knocked on the ground and get some dirt on their face. With like, there's no consequence to like the violence. You know, like like no no nothing really seems to matter. Like they yeah. always like get better at the end. With like this, you know, they fucking kill a main. Well, I don't. Well, they kill a main character like not even like a one third of the way through, and you're like wait, can I just give this person some potions to, like, make them, oh, they're gone? Oh, okay. (laughs) I've been really invested in this particular character. Like, I gave them Mm -hmm. a lot of, like, they're in my party from the very beginning. So, like, I think that was, too, just, like, the storytelling was different. And also, they look... I love a, I love a good looking sword. They the, they have their sword. The sword design game is is unparalleled. You know, it's undefeated. Yeah. Cloud, the protagonist, has a huge sword (laughs) (laughs) an enormous sword (laughs) um i I follow up to that is there anything for you as a writer that you bring from this style of storytelling into your own work yeah i think um definitely i mean more it's more references i think just because like it's in my dna like i've watched this stuff and played these games so much that like it becomes a shorthand we're like oh yeah it's like an anime sword which to me is like an enormous sword that is way too big that no one could ever (laughs) realistically handle but like they have it anyway or it would be like i'm a huge like like i said i'm a huge gundam fed so like any excuse i can get to work in like a mech story or some type of like giant robot thing i'm always that's always my pitch is always circling around how can we put someone inside of a giant robot uh (laughs) whether or not it it happens is up to to my bosses but like that's something that I've always been into. And also, like, I just love the way that they're... I love... Um, I mean, it's a cliche now, but, like, I love uh, the 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 battle, like, the battle mechanics of a, of a anime game where, or an anime or a game where, like, they're explaining what's happening while they fight. And, yeah. Like, and it's, like, it's like if you're watching a chess game and, like, someone, like, the two chess players are, like, yelling out their moves as they do it, which seems insane to do <laughs> in the middle of combat, but it's very fun to, like, watch and very funny to... To see, like, why Vegeta thinks he's so much better than, like, this Frieza lackey that he's about to explode. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, I got one more thing. Um, I want to bring this up even though I, in my preparation for the remake, I did watch the donkey video, this YouTuber reviews games, and he beat me to this. Um, But... I was being driven a little bit crazy in this game by the vocalizations. Uh, and I'll explain yeah. what I mean. But this is a huge part of anime that has come over into the English dubs of stuff where people will always do things like... <laughs> that's such a funny thing. That That's such a funny thing to latch on to because it's so true, yeah. Those, those like grunt grunt noises <laughs> when i i used to have a bit about, uh, when i used to do stand-up about I, it was like a dragon ball z bit but mm-hmm. it was essentially about everybody on the sidelines just being surprised at how strong other dudes are <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like everyone's been working out <laughs> for the exact for the year like they always get that yeah. like that one little sweat bubble on the side of their head when they're really nervous yeah <laughs> oh, yes wow, he's really strong <laughs> Um, I was curious if anybody knows where that comes from, why, wh- especially why it carries over into the English dub. Because uh, I, I have no I, idea. I'm, yeah. This is just me guessing. I think it's probably a, a, a way to like save anima- money during animation. Where like, you know, if you notice, like when you watch anime and like, the characters talk from the side, like you don't see their mouth move. It's just like a hole on the side of their face. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's a way for them to like, because you know, you, when you watch anime, there's very little actual animation. It's just like. A still and like it's like panning over and like they probably just wanted to have some noises under that to make it seem more active than it actually is if you're like if you watch a fight scene especially from like dragon ball z like very little bit is actual <laughs> fighting or animation it's just two dudes standing maybe like some wind blows and then it's just like the yeah. camera panning or, or or dollying or tilting up and stuff and that's and it's just like wow there's nothing happening but they sound like they're really really impressed right now by all the <laughs> grunting and yeah <gasps> the the uh they and i know they got rid of they tried to get rid of some of that when they did dragon ball z kai yeah they yeah. tried to edit out the filler 
but in doing that, they also made the fighting much faster. Mm -hmm. So it will be like noticeably like okay this you can tell where they've cut stuff out here but then the fight is like and it's done <laughs> yeah 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 you're like oh okay we're we're like yeah i remember watching that and being like episode episode like 10 of dragon ball z kai they're already like on the way to namek where yeah. in the original like they're just like they're just still with the aftermath of like goku getting murked <laughs> <laughs> right yeah exactly uh well um look as we mentioned up top to my huge embarrassment, the reactivator is busted. But Zig, I still want to give you a chance to go inside Final Fantasy VII. This is usually the time where I would say I would ask you if you've ever been inside the game, um, give you an opportunity. So uh, I wrote up a couple pages. Um, <laughs> I was thinking we could now do we're a, talking. yeah, just do a little read through here. Um, this I'm not working on this as a film. Uh, this is mm -hmm. just a personal pet project, but it's kind of an extended intro to uh, Final Fantasy VII because they mm -hmm. start in media res, um, which is you know <laughs> very classy term for starting in the middle of your story. Mm -hmm. And I thought it would be interesting to see what happens before everyone gets on the train that takes them to the first level. Mm -hmm. uh, Lindsay, would you be able to help us read this? Of course, I'd be delighted to. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, <laughs> we are going to have to do another dual role here. Um, unless, Lindsay, you want to break tradition and uh, read one. You know what? I think I want to be in it this time. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> but you will also do stage directions. <laughs> yeah, I can do two roles. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, so... Uh, any any preferences on Biggs, uh, Barrett, Cloud? I guess Wedge, Barrett. I'll do Barrett. Barrett. Okay. Um, uh, Tyler. I know. Just so you assign. Okay. Um, I'll do Cloud. Uh, make yeah, makes sense. Um, Actually, I yeah, will. Right. Uh, Tyler, let's have you be Biggs and Wedge, and then uh, Lindsay you could be Jesse. Perfect. Biggs and Wedge. Okay. All right. Let's do it. All right. Page one, Final Fantasy Seven, and there's no note here on whether or not we can share this one. So this is public think, domain. Oh, okay, okay, thanks. Okay. Written by Nick Costanza, based on Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> Exterior train platform, night, a dark train station. Armed guards walk by. Barrett, Jesse, Wedge, and Biggs huddle together, waiting for the train to arrive. Where is this guy? He'll be here. Duh, I hope they have chicken wings on the train. I hope so. I'm starved. Hey, we need to focus on the mission. Duh, what mission? Is that again? Wedge, the mission is to destroy each of Shinra's reactors. Oh yeah, duh, that's right. Suddenly, Biggs grabs Wedge by the collar. Wait a minute. What did she say your name was? Wedge. 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 That's right. Wait. What? A figure strides forward from the darkness. A blonde boy with a massive sword strapped to his back. You must be him. The boy approaches. He unsheathes his enormous sword. That's right. I'm Cloud. Nice to meet you. I don't do pleasantries. I just want to focus on this job. Well, you could be a little more polite about it. I don't do polite. I just do this job. Uh, do you like eat chicken wings? I don't do ch wings. I only do job. Well, be nice. I don't do not. I only job. Look, I appreciate that you're taking this seriously, Mr. <laughs> Wait, what was your name again? Cloud. Cloud Strife. Cloud. Got it. Big steps toward Cloud and points at each team member. I'm Biggs. That's Barrett. That's Jesse, and that's Wedge. Wedge? <laughs> oh, boy. Wedge. 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 
Wedge. Wedge. Wedge. Wedge. Wedge. Wedge. Edge. 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 Nice to meet you, Edge. The train pulls up. Everyone boards it. Barrett, are you sure Cloud's our guy? I guess he looks a little different than his picture. Barrett pulls out a notebook. Taped inside is a picture of the man they were actually supposed to meet. <laughs> Robocop. Uh, and that's our scene. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> well, I can't wait for notes. Well, I like that your writing has rhythms to it. Like, there's things, if you read the first script, you're like, oh, this is what this guy is into. And the Robocop <laughs> is a very rocking theme for, for your work, and I think that's something to be proud of. Thank you. Yeah, I was... I, sort of added that tag to Mortal Kombat and thought, wouldn't it be cool if just like in the games RoboCop was in this? And then as I was getting into Final Fantasy, I was like, I mean, RoboCop was in that game. He should be in this game too. Mm -hmm. I also, I think I have a note uh, just based on, I don't think Barrett likes Cloud at all. I don't think he's like, nice to meet you, unless I'm wrong. (laughs) It's more of a voice pass than anything, right? It's not, there's a voice note. It's like, he, character-wise, he would not be excited to see Cloud. He'd be like, he's finally here, or whatever. I don't know why he talks like I don't know why the Southern accent in my version. But. <laughs> right. I like it. That was a good choice on your part. Thank um, you. I can take the note, too. Maybe have him be a little more aggressive to match how he's extremely aggressive and in Cloud's face constantly in the beginning yeah. of the game. For no real reason. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you, Lindsay. Uh, you want to stick with us for plugs? Uh, nope, that's okay. Also, no notes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> oh, wow, she's chugging a bottle of red pills. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cody Ziegler, thank you so much for coming on the show. Do you have mm-hmm. anything you'd like to plug? Uh, you know, check out, uh, oh, yeah, check out uh, Siege Society number one. Uh, that comes out May 26th as my first one shot for Marvel. Uh, it's a very fun comic that I got to write. Uh, very fun experience. Um, other than that, check out the Dark Wee podcast if you like. Listen to us yell about Dragon Ball Z and Final Fantasy today. Uh, this is a podcast where me and Brody do that every single week. So please come on by if you if you if you're into that sort of thing. Amazing! Check out that comic. It's a great podcast. And uh, I'm just curious if you can say uh, when do your Rick and Morty episodes start airing? Uh, it, uh, well, season five starts I think in June. Uh, I'm running on season seven, so it won't be out for like three years. So Whoa. in three years, come back for <laughs> season seven, Rick and Morty. Um, I'm sure my episode will be really funny, uh, and I can't wait for you, everyone to watch it. Awesome. <laughs> uh, well, you can follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore Costanza. And as always, there will be a companion stream on Twitch at Nick Costanza every Monday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can also follow our podcast at Reactivators on Twitter and Instagram. Tyler. Yeah, you can follow me at schnup69 on Instagram and Twitter. Um, also, follow our Patreon for $5 just once, um, and then you get two extra shows a week, one of them including our new show, Stario Chart, where we loosely tie together uh, video games and astrology. It's getting weird, but very fun. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, check that out. Uh, thanks again to uh, Cody Ziegler for coming on the show. Shout out to our producer, Lindsay Deming, and our stream producer, Brent Flyberg, for making this show slap. This has been another episode of Reactivators. See you next time. Wait, wait.